0: Hi, thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Jacqueline.
1: And I'm your host, Nicole. You're listening to the first season of Perfectionist. On this episode, we will be reviewing Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros. This book has been divided In the reading community, with some people really enjoying it and others voicing their disappointment. If you are on the fence about spending your time reading Iron Flame, and let me tell you, it will take you some time to get through this 623-page book, we hope this non-spoiler review will help.
0: Yeah, so Iron Flame picks up immediately following the events of Fourth Wing. Violet must grapple with her feelings, knowing the truth that Navarre's leadership is hiding from its citizens and the fact that Zayden lied to her for months.
1: Mm-hmm. It is a, a very intense, very action packed, very information packed book. So, Iron Flame is the second book in the Empyrean series, again, written by Rebecca Yaros. And it's a high fantasy open door romance. And if you're unfamiliar with the term open door, it means that the intimate scenes are described in detail um, as opposed to them being alluded to. So given the nature of those steamy scenes, as well as the coarse language found throughout the book, uh, Iron Flame is classified as an adult book.
0: And I think that makes sense.
1: (laughs) Or I guess in some cases it might be like new adults if you include that category in your categories. (laughs) I think it could be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, I I could totally see like a 17 or 18 year old reading this.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As we mentioned previously, there's some criticism surrounding Iron Flame, actually quite a lot of criticism. Uh, One aspect of the book that people are calling out is the writing style. Yeah, I was watching some videos on this. Some pretty harsh criticism. So it's a very sub- it's very subjective writing style. And so something that's a pet peeve for one person might not be an issue for someone else or someone might even enjoy it. Um, so while mm-hmm. we can agree that, you know, it's not like a masterpiece of literature, like classics like Charles Dickens or, you know, yeah. Jane Austen. <laughs> Um, I think it's important to recognize that it most likely wasn't trying to be. You know, it's a fantasy book. It's written in the first-person perspective. Um, It's for entertainment. And I, for one, was thoroughly entertained. And I think, honestly, personally, that's all that matters. Like, I'm not here to make myself smarter by reading this book. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah i feel like that's like a common misunderstanding that people who read books are smart it's like no we just want to be taken to another world (laughs) and yeah yeah, i completely agree i was very entertained by this book and that is what i look for personally when i pick up a book is to be entertained and Mm -hmm. apparently people were saying there's like grammatical errors and stuff and i didn't notice that if there were any it wasn't enough for me to be distracted by them and I've definitely read books where I'm like, there are so many grammatical or spelling errors that it draws me out of the story. And mm. I didn't notice a single thing, but that could so simply be. I,
0: I want to mention, I want to touch on this because mm-hmm. I watched a pretty scathing TikTok review on the grammatical errors and she gave some examples and I just want to remind this person that we are literally inside of Violet's mind, and if this is how she's thinking, this is how she's thinking. So you can be grammatically correct, but <laughs> if that's not how the person is thinking, now a spelling error is different. Totally different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like that's that's sort of like a, a bad mistake that should have been caught. Yeah. But the one example this particular person gave, it's Violet's thoughts. And if that's how she's thinking, like, she was like, if a ninth, like a ninth grade teacher wouldn't let this pass. I don't know if you saw that video or not. No, I
1: didn't see that one. Some of them are really long. So I only watched like uh, the first little bit of them.
0: I was uh, kind of, I want to say offended, but I wasn't like personally offended or anything because it's like obviously not my (laughs) book. (laughs) But I was kind, I was like pretty irritated because I was like, have you not read this perspective before? Because... This perspective means we are inside this person's mind. We're hearing their thoughts. And if this is how they're thinking, then that's how they're thinking. Um, Grammatical errors used to annoy me in other books. There's like even Sarah J. Maas. She has uh, what could, could be considered a grammatical error when somebody asks a question, but she puts a period at the end instead of a question mark because she's trying to get across the flatness of their tone, the inflection of the tone. And mm-hmm. I think you have to remember that creative writing is that. It's creative, okay? And it can't always be grammatically perfect necessarily if the artist or the writer is trying to convey something in a particular way.
1: No, I love that you mentioned that because sometimes they're not actually errors. They're done intentionally to make a point about mm-hmm. how the the sentence should be read. And that is very important to acknowledge. I think, and-
0: I think people are nitpicking.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah. And we kind of in our spoilers review talked about reasons, perhaps why people are being a bit more critical. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it would have passed in a ninth grade class coming from someone who does teach. I think. Thank you. They, it would probably be <laughs> um, very well <laughs> received if a ninth grader <laughs> wrote anything of this caliber. Um, <laughs> let me tell you they're not where you think they are if you think they can write better than this (laughs) but
0: that (laughs) God, I'm sorry I was just so I was so affronted by that I was like (laughs) just like okay if it was written in like the third person perspective and then that you've got like these grammatical yes okay yeah there's this that's maybe not the best but it's not It's first person, like, is it present tense? Let me just quickly check. It's even in present tense. So it's first person present tense. So it, it, (laughs) I just feel like if you haven't read that much (laughs) in first person (laughs) present tense, it definitely takes some adjustment. It can be uncomfortable to read this perspective if you're not used to it. When I first Mm -hmm. started reading first person present tense, I did not like it. It, it evokes like a lot more tension. It can feel clunky at times. And that's just, that's just how reading this perspective is.
1: It just like <laughs> reminds me of when you read books where they write in people's accents. And so like words are spelt wrong and yeah, but it's like, so you are reading the words how the person is saying them because different um, people have either different accents or different um Hmm. I don't know. Just, just the way they pronounce words is different. So they want you hmm. as the reader to pronounce it the way the character would pronounce it. So it's a very, very spelled wrong.
0: well. Yeah. Well, a very well-known example of this is Hagrid and Harry Potter, right?
1: Mm-hmm. As Jacqueline mentioned previously, this book is written from first person's perspective and that is from Violet's perspective throughout the course of the book. She's really struggling with like her personal relationships And she's navigating some, like, serious ethical dilemmas. Like, I kept thinking of, like, different ethical, like, you know, there's, like, sometimes scenarios that you have to go through. Like, I took a few ethics classes and there's, like, the classic, like, train cart. And it's, like, there's, like, a group of people on one side and one person on the other. And it's, like, going towards the group and do you switch it to go to the one. But it's, like, you have actively decided to take this one person (laughs) to save the group. And it's like, I'm like, I feel like this is Violet's world right now. Like she's constantly having to make choices and mm-hmm. she's constantly feeling as though she's making the wrong decision. And yeah, I've seen a lot of people online, like really unhappy with Violet's character growth. And I personally didn't mind it. Like I felt like the struggles she was going through and her reactions to those struggles seemed really valid to me.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think I thought they were very valid. And also, she's what what I'm really enjoying about Violet is that we are finding out she's very imperfect. And Mm -hmm. she's very human. And she is making big mistakes, but it's understandable. And I mean, she's only a cadet still. Um, Yeah, you know, she's not like swooping in and like saving everybody. Like, yeah. I think we'll get there, probably. I think we're going to get mm-hmm. there. But, you know, like, like you said, we're only in the second book of a six book series, we're probably going to see some pretty intense character growth by the time we get to the end.
1: Yeah, and I think we do see it in this book, the thing she's able to do in this book is more in a lot of ways than what she was able to do in fourth wing. So she is progressing in many aspects of her personality mm-hmm. and her abilities. Mm-hmm. I a TikTok I saw about somebody complaining was they were saying that because she's kind of being set up as the chosen one, even though she's in her early 20s, she needs to kind of like buck up and be more mature and be better. And I'm like, she didn't choose this life. This life was thrust <laughs> upon her. So why the <laughs> heck should she have to be like, Oh, I guess I'm chosen, so therefore I must now be perfect. I mean, no, that's that's not reality. Like I know this is a fantasy. <laughs> it is not reality. I get that, but like that's not how people react. Like yes, when you're given a hardship, people like step up to the plate and get get it done kind of thing. But at the same time, it's not easy. It's not just Oh, I need to be perfect. I need to be able to do all everything and I need to be able to do it now and I need to be able to do it in the best way possible. No, she needs to grow. Like that would be absurd to expect her to just all of a sudden and it be would be boring
0: to... to read about.
1: And it would be boring. <laughs> so, she's struggling. This is her struggle book and I think without that it would seem Unrealistic feels like the wrong word considering it's a fantasy book, but it would feel unnatural for her all of a sudden to just be good at everything.
0: I would – for an adult book especially, I feel like it'd be very eye-roll-inducing if it was like that. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, come on. Like, this way we can struggle – or, well, not struggle with her, but (laughs) – Struggle alongside her, read alongside her struggles. I don't even know how to say that, but and then have a lot of like respect for how she has grown by the time she gets to that. If she's just like, oh, I'm perfect and mature, like right from the get go, like who are these people saying these
1: things? I feel like that character's so annoying. Yeah, like you're so unrelatable, but like she. She's in a world that has been, like, her world has been shattered. Everything she thought she knew has just been turned on its head. And she's just desperately trying to figure out how to put the pieces back. Mm Because she knows they can't go back the way they were. So it's not only is she trying to put the pieces back, she's trying to put them back in a better way. And she doesn't have a map for this. Like, she doesn't have And I also want to say,
0: like, she... (laughs) She expected a quiet life as a scribe, not like this, whatever this mm-hmm. is. Like this is insane compared to the life she expected. So, yeah. you know, like yes, she's screwed up and she's made some mistakes, but she is in my opinion she's killing it.
1: Yeah. Co- and considering <laughs> considering she's not being killed, but like she's this is it's been a year and a half. Like the entirety of these two books put together has been a year and a half. Like how much have you changed in a year and a half?
0: Yeah. I don't know. That mm, 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 mm. <laughs>
1: <Mm-mm>.
0: <laughs> I almost can't watch the TikToks on this book anymore because I find them to be a little outrageous and ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So if you are on the fence about reading this book, then don't be persuaded by some of these more outlandish reviews, because some of them are kind of sensationalized and it's
0: it's definitely better to make that decision for yourself at the end of the book, whether you agree or not. And it's unfortunate that if you have seen these TikToks, if it taints your perspective, because
1: mm-hmm. oh
0: yeah. Aw, geez. I'm sorry for whoever's perspective gets tainted by these angry TikToks.
1: Yeah, I know, because it's like a story that you might have otherwise really enjoyed. Now you have these like kind of thoughts swirling around your head. So then you're gonna be hyper focused on seeing those things. hmm Wow. That's too bad. Yeah.
0: But you know what? I think that's comes in the territory of something becoming ultra trendy and famous. There's always gonna be mm-hmm. haters there's going to be some pretty loud haters and that's exactly what this has. And you can make of that what you wish, but I mean, it's trendy and popular for a reason. So
1: keep Mm -hmm. that in
0: mind as well. (laughs) Yes. This uh, book is written in first person, present tense. Um, So given that we are limited to what Violet can see and observe. So, you know, coming from a different perspective, which the story is not written in, but if it was written in third-person perspective, we might get a lot more insight to character development for some of the supporting characters. Given that we are seeing this through the veil of Violet's eyes, um, it might seem like there's less. We can only know what she is experiencing or interacting with. But given that limited perspective or point of view, I think we have gotten some pretty good character development. Lilith's arc was intense and somewhat unexpected. Um, Dane, we have seen his character development with what little interaction Violet has allowed him to have with her. Mm -hmm. Um, Zayden is just a big old cluster F at this point. But um, (laughs) yeah, like that's just a big mess. (laughs) um, But, you know, um, I think that given our limited view, we are getting some pretty good character development in my opinion.
1: Mm -hmm. I enjoy all of the side characters and I love that we are introduced to new characters as well. And I think that adds some depth to the story as well as some drama that was really interesting to read about. So I am also really happy with where the other characters are at. I think there has been, again, some criticism that those side characters are not getting any development. And I agree with you. I think, you need to keep in mind we only can get the amount of development that we would get through one person's perspective, which is going Mm -hmm. to be limiting. But I love every interaction she has with all the characters around her. They are all super unique, and I feel like I know their personalities and who they are, and I just Mm -hmm. get a chuckle out of some of the things that are said by said side characters.
0: (laughs) All right, so we're going to Talk about the themes of this story as we try to do with our non-spoiler episode. And we're going to do the best we can without giving anything away. So I'm going to be as vague as possible. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, it, there's a war theme. going to leave it at that. Um, there's good versus evil. It's pretty obvious, I think, <laughs> if you've read <laughs> Fourth Wing, which I'm assuming you have at this point. There's uh, the issue of trust. That's a very prominent theme in this book. Um, These kind of became apparent at the end of Fourth Wing that Violet was going to have to work through these um, issues and that continues and perhaps we could even say without spoiling intensifies for Mm -hmm. reasons you'll have to read to find out. And also the theme of cultural identity is introduced into this book and it is really interesting to learn more about Navarian and the Purimish cultures, specifically what sets them apart.
1: Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed that aspect of the book and all the different, like the progression in the cultures that we get. But also keeping in mind, it is a first person book. So it's just from Violet's perspective, but I was thoroughly enthralled with every bit of information that we received <laughs>
0: <laughs> i felt like we receive a lot of information in this book
1: a lot i would agree it is almost an overwhelming amount of information but it's like each aspect of the book it doesn't seem like a lot but when you put it all together it's like it's information overload yeah
0: that's in a how good way in a good way
1: yeah mm-hmm Though so the world building is yet another aspect <laughs> that people tend to criticize online. And I personally enjoyed the world building that, we, that was given. A lot of it is linked to like themes of cultural identity, as Jacqueline just touched on. Um, but it goes like way beyond that. Readers will also learn more about like the dragons as well as the venom, And we even are introduced to a new form of band magic. I really, really Mm -hmm. liked this bit and I think it's important to understand that this is the second book. We've pressed on this point a couple of times already, but there uh, might be some legitimate reasons why certain information isn't being presented. So I think as readers we might need to be a little patient when it comes to this series because I want to know all the answers right now. And it's easy to be like, tell me why this is happening. But I think Mm -hmm. that we will be pleasantly surprised if we are all patient and wait for the information to come when Rebecca deems it necessary for us to have
0: it. (laughs) I do believe that because we are in first-person, present tense perspective, viewing it from Violet's perspective, someone who has grown up in a very sort of small, with a small worldview, I feel, at this point, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, like, regarding information about the rest of the continent and why we haven't received that yet is because Violet isn't there yet. So once once Rebecca deems it necessary <laughs> for us <laughs> to have more information about the broader continent, that is also when Violet is going to be learning that information as well. Not just we don't want to hear Violet um regurgitating information she's learned in her books and her scribe training. That would be boring. I think it's going mm-hmm. to be a lot more interesting learning about it. From the first person perspective when she's experiencing it herself
1: yeah no i completely agree like there is a way in which we could have learned information but would have just been us being told all this information and time and time again we hear like we would rather see information than just be told the information so i think that it makes way more sense to wait so we can experience it
0: yes (gasps) i agree
1: so regarding the plot
0: structure this book is a journey. <laughs> so yes, it is. the whole book, yes, it is. It is 623 pages and it only covers a few months. So when you think about the timeline and how large the book is, there's a lot happening regarding the plot. Mm-hmm.
1: A lot. No, a lot. We We get taken places. Yeah. And it's fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It it can be, it can be fun and it can be um, intensely frustrating, but like in a, in a, in a good way.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think a journey is exactly what this book takes you on (laughs) in more than one way, but we shall leave it at that. (laughs) And, emotionally, along with this journey, this journey brings a lot of emotions as you're reading it. I feel like there's a little bit of everything in this book and it just brings out the feels like I was definitely amused by the book. Like overall, I was very amused. There were parts where I was appalled, like absolutely frustrated beyond belief about Mm -hmm. some of the things people were doing to other people, like just appalled. And at times, incredibly frustrated. There are moments where you are just, like, ripping your hair out. Like, why does this keep happening? Or, what you know, what is going on? But in the end, I was just left, like, flabbergasted. (laughs) You're like, I'm sorry, what? Hmm?" Like, so many questions. So many, like, shocking moments. Like, right near the end. And it's not just the very end. You get some pretty incredible, like, twists and, like, pretty momentous moments all happening in the last like I don't know five ten chapters and it's Mm -hmm. I'm just really really intrigued to find out what happens next because we are left on a little bit of a cliff hanging hanging off
0: just a little bit like if you were like (laughs) hanging off the cliff by your fingernail (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I, I, I agree I felt throughout this book I was there was moments of like yes and then there were moments of like oh no and then there were moments of like oh, and then moments of like what sorry this is terrible terrible
1: description no those perfect <laughs> descriptions uh, all those sounds were sounds that i've made while reading this book i felt like i was right back there <laughs>
0: And then moments of like, how dare he? No, I'm kidding, but not really. <laughs> there
1: was, I, there was definitely a moment where I said, "How dare he?" I was just, oh yeah, like the moment where I was appalled. I'm thinking of this one particular moment where this one mm. nasty person mm-hmm. has the audacity mm. to do something that is just, I mean, of all the things he's already done, and oh, mm. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. <sighs> it just really Jeez. upsets me.
0: Yeah, and then and then there were moments of like me going like for bleep's sake like are we serious is this seriously happening right now and then Mm -hmm. and then there was a moment where I have where I wanted to throw the book across the room (laughs) and I (laughs) have never never come across that in like where I was like yeah like
1: (laughs) put it down (laughs) gently
0: I feel like, though, that that's a sign of good storytelling because it's making Mm -hmm. you feel things, like intense things. Books that don't make me feel anything, I don't talk about, and I'm not interested in rereading. You know, Mm -hmm. books that make me feel things, I want to read again. So, you know, take that how you
1: will. Overall impressions on the story is I personally really enjoyed Iron Flame. I really liked the world that Rebecca has created, and I'm excited to know where the story goes next. If you liked Fourth Wing but are still having, like, second thoughts about whether or not you'll like Iron Flame because of maybe some of the TikToks you've watched or just reading the description, it hasn't piqued your interest, I would suggest maybe trying the audiobook. Like, it is a really dense book. So I, I always find, like, with books where I'm, like, interested in reading them but I'm not sure I want to, like, commit to the physical read, I always try mm-hmm. and go for the audiobook because then I, mm-hmm. I get the information. But it's, it's a little bit uh, – easier to absorb so that yeah. would be my suggestion
0: i think that's a great and suggestion
1: thank you because like even if you don't like iron flame like maybe there's some aspect of this particular book you don't like it doesn't mean mm-hmm. you won't enjoy like the overall series like there's so much story mm-hmm. left to be told so it's like mm-hmm. regardless of how you feel about this book give the information from it so you can like enjoy the rest of the series because like I have high hopes that this is going to be an incredible series overall.
0: I 100% agree with what you said and I think as I've mentioned before I believe that this book is just setting up for the overall series plot to move forward. Mm -hmm. Um, That made it sound boring. It's not. (laughs) There's nothing boring about this book and it's very fast-paced so um if you enjoyed Fourth Wing I would definitely suggest that you give Iron Flame a try and like Nikki said as an audiobook if you're not sure if you want to commit to the physical read cuz I think that's I think that's absolutely fabulous suggestion.
1: So at the end we like to try and recommend some books that we think you would enjoy if you enjoy the book we're talking about and being newer to adult fantasy I wasn't aware of anything like similar but I did look up books like when you finish reading Iron Flame what should you read next because I was curious for myself like what I really enjoyed this what should I um, kind of look into reading next and there were a couple books that I noticed were that were already on my like want to read list sort of thing and I thought that was interesting that I'd already kind of flagged these books as something I'm interested in reading in the future and they were also recommended as Something that if you like Iron Flame, you would like them. The first one is called Priority of an Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. And it centers around three powerful women in a world that has magic and dragons. So if you really like the magical element and the dragons and kind of like the female empowerment, then I think that Priority of an Orange Tree kind of sounds like it fits those that bill. And the second one is Divine Rivals by Rebecca Ross. And this one seems quite different in a lot of ways because it's about two rival journalists and it's set amongst the backdrop of warring gods. So I'm thinking they must have similar vibes because the actual descriptions of them seem very different. But this is a book that I've had kind of come up several times on like my social media of like books that like, recommended basically for me to read based on other things I've read. I just thought it was interesting. It also came up as a recommendation for if you liked Iron Flame. So it sounds Hmm. very different, but I'm thinking they might have similar vibes. So those are two that I definitely will be checking out in the future.
0: (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, they sound really interesting. Well, I think that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed the episode.
1: Thank you so much for joining us, and we hope to see you soon. Bye for now.
0: Happy reading.